Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the podcast and welcome What's back to up? our study in the book of Mark. Today, we, we're in a big chapter. We're in Ma- uh, Mark chapter 15 yep. and this is where we see God's love on full display. Mm-hmm. It's all about the crucifixion. So we're going to walk through the chapter uh, 15 mm-hmm. and then remember though, there's still chapter 16. So <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's loaded. So Clark, let's Yeah, so in. what happens right now is Jesus is before Pilate. So the first, you know, number of verses, first 10 verses, it's this conversation between Jesus and, and Pilate, who's really the Roman leader mm-hmm. in this geographic area. And the legal system of the Roman Empire was set up to totally benefit the the wealthy and the elite, which isn't so different than today here and anywhere else in the world, really. It's like, hey, the ruling class, they're going right. to try to get rich and stay in power and do everything they can. The system, yeah. And the high priest at that time, which is unnamed in Mark, but if you read the other Gospels, you know his name is Caiaphas. Yeah. He's in with the Roman leaders. And so no one's going to expect a fair verdict mm-hmm. when Jesus is going through. He went through a bogus trial with the Sanhedrin. Here, though, it gets kind of tense. Uh, if you look at verse 10 and 9 and 10, there's this mm. question that's asked. He said, do you want yeah. me to release you to the king of the Jews? Asked Pilate. And knowing it was out of mm-hmm. self-interest, the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. So the crowd's wanting Jesus. The San- Sanhedrin's wanting Jesus. Right. Pilate's asking Jesus, like, what, what do you want me to do for you here? And Jesus doesn't really cooperate with him. Um, right. Jesus has authority. Jesus knows he probably could fight this and mm-hmm. s- explain and defend himself. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't done anything wrong. These people hate me because I'm undermining their authority, their, like, system of power. And Jesus, again, kind of remains more silent. And it, it, it kind of feels like the governor might even want to release Jesus. It does seem like that, how he's questioning him. Like, speak up for yourself. Like, and yeah. Jesus is like, nope, yeah. you say that it is. He kind of puts his words back on him, mm-hmm. kind of signing, sealing his path to the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Where it goes from here, though, it, it comes to this man named Barabbas. And mm. I think this is one of those parts of scripture, again, where there's such significance because, you know, instead of the crowds just shouting uh, for Jesus, there is this release of this man, as was the customs at the time. And yeah. so the I'm talking now verses 11 through verse 15. So in verse 15, we hear wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas, Barabbas. to them, had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Man just gut-wrenching like you yeah so gut-wrenching unfair Mm -hmm. and a picture of the gospel that's the thing that's so interesting and that really resonates when you read about barabbas is that you you know you can see yourself in the crowd um as we should because before we are um we're enemies of god before the cross and so you know we're no better we're putting ourselves just just right there but then we see someone who is who is um guilty of murder someone who is they he deserves the punishment he's going to get and he goes free. Yeah. And and just like that, and, and just in these few verses, you understand mm. like, wow, this is 
this is the story of the gospel. Jesus taking the place of a convicted murderer, like Jesus taking the place of Barabbas and Barabbas going scot-free. And you can, before we even get to the cross and what Jesus goes through with all of that stuff, we Mark is giving us another picture in the story of the gospel to help us understand this is a free gift. Like yeah. Barabbas is receiving it. It's what's going to happen is a free gift to you. What Jesus has and done and Jesus who he is. Jesus is brutally getting flogged yeah. beaten whipped eventually obviously he's killed but when it talks about mm-hmm. him being flogged and beaten like the romans were experts at torture punishment and getting people to survive yeah, another as long as right. possible while they were dying mm-hmm. like it just took forever and the so the leather pain. whip um that they used often had bone in it chips of rock and metal hooks so they would it would latch onto your flesh your mm-hmm. muscles tear and they knew how to keep somebody alive. Mm-hmm. The Roman soldiers called that whip uh, the scorpion. And it just stung. It stung. It stung. It's and so Mark reports that it's a company of soldiers that surround in Jesus here. Again, mm-hmm. like how big is that? Well, a cohort has up to 600 soldiers. Mm-hmm. And so again, you're looking at this peaceful, godly man. who's fully God, fully man. Healing. <laughs> loving people. Feeding the hungry. Looking out for the mm-hmm. unlovable. He isn't. He hasn't physically harmed anybody, and here you have the most dangerous men in the world surrounding him as he's getting brutally decked out, yeah, um, ripped apart, beaten, and it's it's just painful. Mm-hmm. So if you keep going and you look at like verses twenty one through twenty four, there's this man named Simon who is passing through. He ends up helping uh, Jesus carry the cross. They brought Jesus to this place called Golgotha, and what's so interesting there. Is, is that one hmm. of the greatest profound insights into this story is that Jesus can't even carry his own cross. Yeah, He's that brutally beaten, shredded, bleeding out. But as you read this in light of the scriptures, the one who couldn't carry his cross is the one who comes to help us carry our cross. Yeah. Because we can't do that on our own. Mm-hmm. The, the scripture talks about, like we said, you know, about a, five days ago, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus is the one who helps us do that. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do that for himself because right. he was he was so um, depleted. Mm-hmm. It gets better, though. Verse 23, it says that they offered him wine mm-hmm. mixed with myrrh, almost as if it's some kind of, um, it's like a medicated drink, almost just to, again, prolong this process. Mm. But if you go back at verses, uh, chapters 14 and also chapters 10, Jesus made a vow of abstinence saying at the Last Supper, not to drink of the fruit of the vine mm-hmm. until it's anew in the kingdom of God. He had been destined to drink the cup of God, the wrath of God, and he even asked the Father in the garden, would you take this cup from me? Is there another way for this to happen? Mm-hmm. And he is still conscious and focused on the mission. And this is why he came. And Jesus is not going to go to sleep on the cross, just like the disciples slept on him in the garden. He's like, yeah. I don't want your help. I'm going to the cross. I'm here to die. Mm-hmm. This kind of execution really too when you look at what was going on in the time it wasn't just for execution's sake like it wasn't just so that jesus would die or that so the criminals would die um it very much was for that that it would be incredibly painful that they would it's kind of like that they would get the punishment they deserve like that it would prolong it so that it wouldn't just be like a couple of hours like it could potentially be days yeah whether humiliating and then so that was one reason but then the next one was so that it was just a complete deterrent so that anybody coming into the city of rome anybody that would be journeying in the city or around would 
like Clark's saying, it was a known fact that like this is what the Romans would do. This is who they were. So yeah. don't step out of line. Yeah. Um, and and there's just this, this like underlying murmur and um, feeling of fear then that like, oh, you know, the Romans like they're in charge yeah and like our whatever we do we got to make they, sure that we're pleasing throughout the roman them. empire they would right. put crosses all along the roads right so when people are coming into rome it's mm-hmm. like hey if you mess with us look what's going to happen to you mm-hmm. it's wild but what's so amazing about this too is when you read how mark writes mark writes his gospel through the eyes of peter peter is right. like the first-hand witness that helps him mm-hmm. understand this so with that, they go back to the Old Testament and are blown away by how many times the Old Testament alludes to the, the suffering of the Messiah. Tells us, yeah. So just here in Mark, in the crucifixion story, there are 29 different references to the Psalms and the Psalms alone. Mm. When it's going back to like who Jesus is, how he's come to die, and yeah. what that's going to look like. Now, it gets interesting because Mark goes out of his way as well to list some t- times of like when right. things are happening. Mm-hmm. So verses 33 through 37, it talks about at noon, darkness came over the land until mm-hmm. three in the afternoon. And then at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Mm-hmm. And so it's in the third hour, you know, 9 a.m., that they're going to crucify him. Darkness covers land, six hour, which is high noon. Jesus cries out in a loud voice in the ninth hour and uh, mm-hmm, the Jewish mm-hmm. hour of prayer. Some suggest that these three hour periods were dividing the day were pointing to like part of God's plan. Yeah. Now what's so interesting, again, this is not like necessarily biblical, but this is something I want to point out because I do think it's important. If you have had any experience with like paranormal activity, or supernatural yeah. mm-hmm. encounters, especially with demonic. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you have something where you're like, I, I can't sleep, I have paralysis, I feel right. like there's someone else near. What time do you often have this? Or have you heard about? Right. Or if you've ever watched a scary movie, what time do things happen? Right. 3 a.m. Right. That's and that, that's been time, true for yeah. my life. I know yep. it's true for your life. It's true for a lot of people I talk to. They're having something. I say, pay attention to that. And again, it seems to be the reason why this isn't biblical. It's just an observation that if Jesus died at 3 p.m., yeah. it's as if the most active time for the demonic is opposite of him, almost mocking him, going against him, saying, if you did right. that, we're doing this. And it's in the middle of the night when we're supposed to be resting and, and at peace. Right. So if that's hmm. happened to you before, my encouragement to you is just you cry out to Jesus. You walk mm-hmm. in the Spirit, and you're claiming the blood of Christ over you, right. the bloodshed for you, the victory of Christ given to us. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one of the things that, that just stood out to me. is like, wow, Mark's going out of his way to list the times yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, especially now when it comes to our experience. We go back to, hey, Christ died on the cross. He's resurrected. Evil is defeated. And this is a good thing because look what happens next. It, it kind of points to like our access yeah. to God, whether yeah. it's at 3 a.m. or it's at 12 p.m. Anytime. in the afternoon, you're having lunch, whatever, like you're with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So yeah, verse 38, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Again, this is one of those things, if you're not familiar with the Bible or if you don't know what that means, this mm-hmm. was a huge symbol for the Jewish community, echoing all the way back throughout scripture about how how the Israelites yeah. would relate to Yahweh and it was only for the high priest and only once a year and only in special traditions and real really uh, ritualistic kind of practices and so for this to tear completely at the moment of you know when when Jesus is on the cross and 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 he's dying is such an obvious image to the people of God to say there is no separation anymore 
There is no temple veil. There is no um, uh, the way, the truth, the light. That's me. That's him now. There is no, you know, once a year kind of access. Mm. And so I think that's one of those things. Uh, just like the... so. Mark chapter 15 might be one of those chapters for you that you just want to skip over because yeah. you're like, I know this story. I know what Jesus does. It's brutal. It's graphic. I don't want to read it. I want to encourage you, read it. Read about what Jesus yes. did. Read about um, how he suffered, how he died. Read about all of that and, and understand in a deep way that that's God's heart for you, yeah. that this had to happen. This had to happen so that we could be in right standing, that we could have relationship with him, that the the, tail, the, the temple veil wouldn't be torn. We mm -hmm. would still be living and squandering in sin if this had not happened. And so the imagery there, it's just, um, it's just really huge for us to understand. And then as it continues, yeah. and we talk about the burial of Jesus too, um, there's, there's just a lot of really good stuff to point yeah. out before we end. Well, what's so interesting is in verse 43, it talks about how Joseph of Arimathea, mm -hmm. a prominent member of the council, people are trying to figure yeah. out who this guy is. Yeah. There's a chance that this man was part of the ruling council that condemned Jesus to death. Right. And it says that he was uh, waiting for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a chance that this man who was surrounded by people who had the, the intent to murder Jesus actually mm -hmm. might have believed in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he boldly went to Pilate and said, I want his body. I want to yeah. bury him. I want to take care of him. I want to do this well. And then as you look at the women in the story, the, the women, again, are the last They're ones there. to stick by Jesus' side yep. at his death. They're the first ones to be at the, the tomb <laughs> right. when he resurrects. They're all in. Amen. And so when you look at the overall like um, learnings from this, the, the stories yeah. of the gospel, Jesus going to the cross, mm -hmm. he goes to the cross and the pride and the envy, the jealousy, the hatred, and the murder of people like is, uh, is what was kind of got him there. He came to choose this. He was not a victim. But yeah. you look at the hearts of the men and the women involved around this, getting him there, wanting to give him a bogus trial hating him, hating the kingdom. It's like, whoa, and that's us. And then you look at Jesus, humbly, gently go to yeah. the cross to do this. It's like, man, this is incredible. And mm -hmm. what's so amazing is that even in the darkness and evil of moments, the people who are right there closest to Jesus begin to see him as he really is yeah. and start to consider him as God. Joseph of Arimathea, yep. man who's probably involved in the council that condemned him. The centurion looks up as he's dying. Surely. And he's like, mm -hmm. Surely he was the son of God. So there's people right here in the depths of really hell on earth that are seeing the kingdom of yeah. God in Jesus as he really is. So he saved others. He couldn't save himself. That could be on his tombstone because he ends up saving everybody who will repent yes. and believe. And uh, it, it, uh, it's just God constantly turning the cross upside down on its head. Yep. It's like it looks like the world won. The cross is brutal. Rome had perfectly calibrated executions to make it as painful and long as possible. And God said, bring it on. It's part of my plan. Yep. I'm going to use it for good. So we're excited to talk about the gospel with you, even like the heart of it here with Jesus dying, which is heavy stuff sometimes, but it's necessary. So thank you for joining us in Mark 15. We look yeah. forward to bringing you one more chapter tomorrow, Mark 16, and we'll keep plugging along, going through other books of the Bible. God bless you. Have a great day. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.